Hello there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where you always have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, give your insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Adam. I'm joined by the maestro. I roll a natural 20 oh, most of the time. Natural. A natural 20 most of the time, but my ones, my ones, my ones. We also got Cowboy, <laughs> who rolls ones. My, my baloney has a first name. It's L-U-C-K-Y. My baloney has a second name. It's C-H-A-R-M-S. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week, we continue. And, 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 and by baloney, I mean my penis. Oh. oh. Okay. No follow-up questions. But why are they so tiny and sweet? Uh, because it's it's lucky charms we, because it's magically delicious we start off our thankful series with a very intro i'm not thankful for at all the <laughs> well, make sure we get to pick a movie uh for the rest of the next four weeks we all get to pick a movie that we're thankful for a movie we actually like and are grateful that it exists in the world maestro has first dibs on this uh which i'm already regretting this is from 1982. It is Conan the Barbarian. Let's get into some of the details, then we'll... Wait, wait, is he, is he the redhead that's on Late Night? Nope, that's Conan. Damn it. I, I'm, oh. I'm, I was focusing very hard to make sure I said Conan, because I, I can't help but say Conan, because that's the more important of the two. You say that while you're doing the string pull with your hips. Yes. This was directed by John Milius. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, James Earl Jones, Sandal Bergman, Gary Lopez, and or Jerry? I think it's Jerry Lopez and Mako. Let's do Mako. a synopsis. Mako? Most likely. Okay. Synopsis, then we'll get into the thoughts and everything. A young boy, Conan, becomes a slave after his parents are killed and tribe destroyed by a savage warlord and sorcerer, Thulsa Doom. When he grows up, he becomes a fearless, invincible fighter. Set free, he plots revenge against Thulsa Doom. All right, Cowboy. Have you seen this movie before? No. No. All what? Right. No. None of you? I also had never seen it before. I knew it existed. Uh, yeah. Gr- growing up, uh, 1982, I was three years old. That's how old I am. Yes, I am 41. Um, mm. Anyway, I... Uh, do the math. Uh, anyway, uh, through my youth, heard about Conan, the Barbarian, and I never had any desire to watch the movie. And I still had no desire to watch the movie, which is why I questioned, are we really watching Conan <laughs> for the next movie? And unfortunately, I had to watch Conan the barbarian or as other people like to call it C to the B. Uh, <laughs> this was a movie that I knew I would have to watch at some point in my life. And I've been putting yeah. it off as long as I could. I think the only reason why I was interested in watching the movie is because it's Conan, the barbarian. So I was like, okay, I got to see what this movie is all about. And it took me three tries to watch the movie. Oh, sorry. 
I fell asleep twice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's it's. I've always been curious, but never curious enough to actually put it on. And this is being Maestro's choice. I would like to hear from Maestro why this is your thankful movie. A movie that exists, you have seen, you enjoyed enough to put it here because you are grateful that it exists in the world. Please give me your explanation. Okay. okay hold on. I need to stand up for this one. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, this Ladies is... and gentlemen of the jury. Oh, my. I come to you here today because I wanted to tell you that Conan the Barbarian is a staple of all that is barbarianism, at least in the U.S. I'm not sure about other countries. But I, when I first created my first D&D character, he was a, he was a barbarian. He was named Ah. <laughs> was he from the and, castle of Ah? <laughs> Uh, I was going with that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I made his, um, I made his fighting style, everything based upon this movie, because it really it resonated towards me because I didn't know what a barbarian was until I saw this film. To me, because I was a kid when I watched this, so I had no idea. So, not to mention a lot of the, what they did in this film, you see in Dungeons and Dragons all the time. Okay. So it was something that, like, kind of, kind of willed its way into something that turned out to something that I never knew I wanted. Does that make sense? Okay, interesting. So it was, it, it was, it was a little hard to figure out. But what I did notice was when I went around and watched it again, not too long ago, maybe about like six months ago or so. After the after I watched the remake, I watched this one again, and I realized to myself, I'm not turning the TV off. I'm not walking away from the film. I'm watching it, and I'm still enjoying myself. The original? Yes, the original. Oh. So to me, it held up for me, even though it had also uh, underlining uh, uh, premises for my Dungeons & Dragons theories and stuff like that. I mean, I, I have to agree with him. I, I didn't walk away from the film either. My eyes did. <laughs> My eyelids did, but I physically did physically, not walk away from right. the film. <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm sure I've already tipped my hand uh, on my thoughts about the movie, but I did not care for this at all. I, I would have liked to have walked away from the movie, but because we were doing it on spoilers, and I have integrity as a podcaster, uh, I had to finish the movie. And I, I mentioned in the last podcast, I have a lot of notes for this movie, and they are mostly questions. If we were walking out of the theater, the first thing I would say is, what the fuck just happened? What do you mean, what the fuck just happened? A lot and of... Daniel Jones, it was, the pivot, it was the beginning film for Arnold Schwarzenegger. It had sex, it had violence... It had really weird shit where they were in the uh, uh, a little what do you call it a little like gladiator thing at the very beginning where they were poking people with plastic shit. It was funny. It just it was hard for me to follow the plot. By the end of the movie, I can I can sum it down or I can sum it up and distill it down to what they were trying to accomplish. But along the journey, I had to assume a lot. 
I didn't get any information about any characters. I had no ties to any characters. It was just, mm-hmm. this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. Why is it exactly. happening? Who's that guy? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. And by the end, it's like, okay, I, I guess the whole thing was, this. He was he's, he got revenge. But yeah. I didn't feel anything for any character in this entire movie. That's why they're non-playable characters, man. <laughs> you play your character as the barbarian. You go through the, the storyline. People die. People like leave. And you don't care about them because they're cannon fodder. NPCs. But even NPCs and games, they give you a backstory. Hey, traveler, what's going on? Oh, you know, I'm just here. Why are you tied up to that wall? Well, you see, what happened to me was blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like so on but that's, so the, forth. that's the thing about it, though. The barbarian, they don't care who you are. They just like, you don't follow me. You can't go, to, go into the wind. Your choice. That's his, his tra- that's, his, that's his thing. He doesn't care who the people is as long as they don't get in his way. To me, this movie played as a storyboard of a movie instead of an actual movie itself where you need to get from here to here to here to here and then final scene we're done and that's exactly how it seemed there's nothing connected the pieces together almost yes everything i was confused like how do we get here what's happening did did i miss some sort of storyline i i don't know enough about any character except maybe conan that it's, it's, and it still is confusing to me. So okay. the only thing the, the only thing you know about Conan is he was a child. His whole village and his parents got killed, and he was put into slavery. And apparently, he's the only one who survived that village of kids that were enslaved, pushing that wheel around. Right. You know. And then they're like, "Oh, he's strong. We're going to make him fight." Gladiator style, blah, 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 see what he's made of. And every every ounce of this movie is like, wait, like you said, who's this? He stumbles into some town or, or village or some area where there's a hut. And then there's a seductress lady sitting there going, come inside. There's warmth <laughs> and heat. Right. You know? And he's just like, oh, okay, I've been expecting you. Why? Well, who told you that? Where, where did you get this information from? What, what's going on? Oh, and then she <laughs> turns into some demon. He throws her under a fire. She turns into a ball of light and goes out. And he's like, "Groan," <laughs> you know. And so- then, hold on. Then he comes out the next morning. Apparently, after all that bullshit happened, he goes to sleep and sleeps in her hut. And wakes up dressed and comes out. It's sunlight. And then there's this guy tied up to a wall. Going, give me food. <laughs> give me food. <laughs> you know. Yes. Okay. Okay. So here, this is the reason why I didn't really care that it was a bad thing or anything like that. So when you're traveling in Dungeons and Dragons, you roll a dice for initiative. You roll a dice for what you see. When you roll the dice and something just pops up randomly, it's like, "Hello, I meet a witch," something like that. That literally reminded me of exactly how it happens. I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. I like it. All right." Okay, and that's all fine and good if it was a D&D game, but this is a movie we're watching that uh, uh, people would have paid to go see in theaters. Thankfully, I was not one of those people. This is the thankful film. I understand. So what, what I would like to do is I would like to go through this movie. I have, I have I, all the notes I have are questions, and I would like for you to offer an explanation, if you can. Very good, sir. So, so this, this is a podcast of Adam's Notes – and Maestro answering them. 
because I can't answer your questions at all. <laughs> because the questions that you have are probably the same questions I have, yet I fell asleep too much to write them down. Okay. <laughs> but, but, yeah, please feel free to jump in uh, and help me gang up on Maestro about how stupid uh, some of these things are. <laughs> so it, it starts off where uh, the village gets attacked by people. Fine. Uh, father dies or whatever. Mother gets decapitated and yep. the son is now sold into slavery. Yep. Got that. That part makes sense. Barbarians, uh, whatever. He then survives. Like, like a cowboy was saying, he's the only kid to survive the slave trade. He be- starts fighting and then they start putting him into, I guess, gladiator style fights with other, other slaves from different counties. Maybe. Yeah. They're betting. Right. Well, where do these other people come from that he's fighting against? If he's the only person to survive, where are his opponents coming from? Well, they're probably coming from different provinces, man. All right. And, and it starts off as bare knuckle, uh, except for yeah. this, this guy, this, this gimp. The first one he, he attacks is a gimp that gets let off a chain and then whatever. Uh, eventually, great. He's a fantastic warrior. So the, the people that captured him, did they sell him to a village? Well, eventually, what they did was uh, someone ended up owning him and basically sent him around. Kind of like how uh, instead of you're owned by the state, you're owned by a specific, a specific owner that owns pardons and part of the place. So that's the reason why that guy took him around to different places and sold, got money off of him by doing certain things. So like, the, people for instance, that, the people that captured yeah. him were not his slave owners. Uh, no, 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 well, kind of. They kind of were because they they used him for profit. So they were slave traders, basically. Sold him to this place where he got his fighting skills. Yes. Okay. And then the, eventually he gets set free by, I guess, the guy that bought him. Yes. Why? Well, the, I guess the reason <laughs> why is because he had a conscience at the end, and he knew he was going to die. He didn't want such a great fighter. To just die in a cage or in chains. The guy that bought a slave had a conscience. Not, not really a conscience. Conscious, conscience. Whatever the word is. Yeah, he, he, he. Look, he, he was supposed to be heralded as this being of utter violence. He was able. He was the strongest, the best fighter in known, and he was making him a prophet. But of course, at the time that. When he was let free, he was given a choice to survive over dying at that point. So he knew he was going to die, and then he let the barbarian go because he knew that it would be a terrible waste. So the guy that yes. bought him as a slave, yes, making money off him as a slave, yes, decided to cut him free yes, to no longer make profit off of a slave. No, no, no. He, 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 probably, he, probably, he probably made his money back and then some. And because he was making so much part. money, he got a conscious? I feel like no, that's no, not no. how money works. No, 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 it wasn't even that. He was letting him free because people were out to kill him. Okay. So either he dies, I stop making money, or I set him free, I stop making money. No, not out to kill the barbarian, <laughs> not out to kill Arnold Schwarzenegger, out to kill the other guy. Oh, that makes it a little more sense. Not much so more. So they were out. They they were out to kill the slave owner because of the barbarian. 
Correct. So he let the barbarian go free for all on anybody he wanted to, uh, so he could live. He said it was a terrible waste to keep him alive, so to keep him chained and potentially just to die. So he gave him a chance of survival, even though he knew that his time with him was over. Okay. Uh, a, a better explanation on that would have been fantastic, but we were not given that. Uh, so as a slave... I thought I got the film. Uh, see, I didn't get that. <laughs> there's, oh, there's, there's a lot of things that I'm sure you got that I didn't. So, And you watching it several times, maybe you get more than I got from this one viewing and the only well, viewing yeah. I'll ever have in this movie. I, I, I think I think Maester gets a lot more from this movie because he rolls a 20. <laughs> Naturally. Natural. Yeah. Okay. So he was freed, fine. Uh, as a slave, they kind of alluded to the fact that they gave him books and things to to learn and whatnot. Yes. Did, and hot naked women. Yes. Right. Which he was very he was, courteous he, to. He was bred like the winner of the Kentucky Derby or the Triple Crown winner. Yes. He was like bred. Yes, he was a stud. Yeah. So... Uh, I wish I was good enough to be bred sometime. <laughs> in, in my younger youth, you know, not now, obviously I'm, I'm too old, uh, no longer a stud, but when I was a stud, never mind. No. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> uh, he, so he's released out into the wild now. Yes. As a slave. Oh, and, what? Oh, and you're based upon your information beforehand. Krom is his deity. Right. The barbarian deity. Okay. Go ahead. Yes. So now he's put out into the wild. He's, he's been a slave all this time and basically trained for hard labor and for fighting. Yet somehow he knows how to make a fire. He knows how to cook. He knows Books. how to. What? They gave him reading materials, remember? Okay. And from that, he they knows. Learned, they learned him. <laughs> they, they learned him to read and write. Uh, re- reading readings in a book. The, I know you don't understand, Adam, what he says by they gave him books. It's a hardbound cover with pages in it that has words on it. I didn't see any pictures on the scrolls, though. There's no pictures on the scrolls. Yeah. So how did he retain the knowledge? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's good. His, his, his teeter taught him. Okay. <laughs> did he have one of those in the, uh, in the, in the cage? Well, I don't know, but to, to learn Possible. how to, to build a, f- a fire, I'm sure he was sitting there in his cage watching people build fires. Not to mention, I mean, like he probably has, was given other types of uh, information. Like, for instance, if you were read, given the, the terminology fire building or building a fire, he would ask a question. What is that? And they'd have to explain. What so about he'd have to know. What about skinning animals? What about skinning animals? That's probably part of it, too. He read about skinning animals? Not necessarily. Did you see the skinning he did? It wasn't very good. I'm not a, I'm not a botanist. So I'm not sure exactly how you're supposed to skin an animal. What's ah. this botanist you keep talking about? Every show you keep saying you're not a botanist, which I think is just a cover-up for being a botanist. Uh-huh. Um, let's move on. Uh, there's. But I, 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 I just want to – I hate to – I don't want to jump on Maestro's side, Uh-oh. but when he was taken from – into slavery he was a kid i'm pretty sure his father taught him some things growing up as well that he retained that's a good I point mean, he, he did retain crumb that is a much better answer than he read how to make fire cook and skin i like that much better thank you cowboy well, 
Okay. So, uh, thank you. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Thank you, Cowboy. All right. Uh, Cowboy already talked about this a little bit. He, as he's wandering and he's wearing the, the furs that he had skinned, he runs into a witch. Well, we find out she's a witch. Mm-hmm. Invites her in. Don't you want to warm yourself by the fire? I'll give you the information you need it, as long as you bang me and turn me into a demon. And she floats off into a, a thing. Fine. Well, that part wasn't administered towards the conversation. She just kind of did that. She said there were consequences for the information. And this was the consequence. She turned into a demon and tried to bang eat him. So did she become a demon because he was banging her? My theory behind it is she had to invoke some sort of spirit or deity or demon in order to get the information. By doing so, the demon took possession over her body. So she... Her, she was not herself a demon. Correct. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, it happened in Sleepy Hollow. Okay. With uh, that girl, Casper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, damn it! What's her name? Doesn't matter. And and then uh, I kind of talked about it a little bit as well. As he's he left the witch's house now, and he's wandering around and finds this random guy. Chained yeah. to a wall. He rolled for he rolled for uh, perception. Who is this guy? Well, this guy ends this guy ends up being Pedro to his Pedro to his Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> which is interesting because he's playing an Asian character, but he is in fact Hispanic. <laughs> that that is the uh, what's his name? Uh, Jerry Lopez plays sub uh, Subutai. Different time, fine. Yeah, different time. But he's chained to a wall. Why? Probably for the same reasons why Arnold Schwarzenegger was meant to be there for banging. And because <laughs> the GM <laughs> said so, the GM, the GM deemed it worthy. So there's a guy here you meet. Well, maybe. I mean, if you roll <laughs> perception, you might have missed it. I mean, like, come on, think about it this way. He would, if he didn't look right, he would never have seen him. Well, yeah, he would have because the guy started making noise. That's the only reason why he looked there in the first place. It's a good point. The guy started roll- saying, help. Yeah, food. Yeah. Give me food. Yeah, but if he didn't roll perception, he would never have heard it. Okay. So they meet and yes. instantly become best friends. Not necessarily. Basically, the way that the barbarian rolls is basically if you follow <laughs> the same type of mentality that he does, then you are not kith and kin, but you're part of um a better order that follows what he does so he'll more likely uh let you ride with him basically fine okay so now they're uh they're a duo they team up he joins the party yes now they have team chat but didn't did, didn't he say something like if i feed you you join me now that part afterwards but before he asked the question do you remember the question uh, the, the only God damn it! Now I'm gonna bang the table. I'm, having, I, I'm gonna bang the table because I'm gonna come down to my show's defense now, the same way <laughs> Cowboy did. The reason I think the barbarian took him on is because he said, "I'd rather die fighting than dying hungry." So give me energy, give me food, give me energy to fight the wolves. So he saw in him, "There's fight in you." Join my party, which is very similar to what he's facing too, because. He wants nothing but revenge. So if you are, if you want to help me, don't get in my way. In actuality, all he's doing is saying the same thing. 
you want I want to survive so I so I can die on my hands so I can Valhalla for like the Vikings, which Schwarzenegger's character does say later on. Yes, he does. Even though I know it's mixing and matching with a religion, but still, maybe Krom is in Valhalla. Maybe that's the uh, that's Loki's uh, stepbrother. I thought it was Odin. Odin's the Odin's the big guy. Yeah, so, yeah, but Loki maybe he banged somebody, and that's where Krom came from. <laughs> that's where Grendel comes from. Oh, okay. I don't know about. That. Okay, stop it, guys! I'm about to crom. <laughs> that's where the Jotun comes from, from Loki's <laughs> offspring or other offspring in general. All right. Oh so, my God, I'm crombing. <laughs> so um, now they're best friends, uh, team party members. They go to a town, and they're able to buy food and things. Where do they get money for all this? They're thieves. They're thieves. They're stealing all of it. Dun dun dun! I got that one, Adam. But like they also they they buy uh, some sort of like I don't know weed or alcohol based powder yeah. from a guy. But did you? Yeah, they did. Hey, check this. Did you not see the part where they were walking down and from that uh, from that city right right before they they figure they should leave that Arnold Schwarzenegger got stuck right next to a camel and then knocked the camel out. <laughs> I I laughed out loud when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was such a it was it was dumb but it was also perfect i, I forget there's another movie where somebody punches out a horse i think it was a western of some kind i don't know <laughs> it's just like oh. what <laughs> was that the the, the crazy no. hateful eight i don't know hateful maybe. eight or the yeah the crazy seven magnificent seven maybe magnificent seven? one of those i don't know or the hateful eight yeah or the silly six, <laughs> or the finicky five. I don't remember which one. One of those three: five, four, eight. Uh, the fabulous four, the uh, threatening three, fantastic four. Mm. It's fantastic. Dad, thank you, Mace. Damn it, like, fabulous. Thank you. Well, I had you're fabulous. <laughs> there was a group of girls in my high school. They called themselves the Fab Four, so that's where that came from. Really? Yeah. Or weren't those dudes? No, those are cheerleaders. You know them. Oh, okay. I can give you the name. Yeah, I think that I think they took that name from something else no, no. way back in the days. Who cares? Um, I'm sure they're all doing great. Uh, so now they're going to. So uh, okay, Arnold uh, Conan is searching for this uh, this symbol, the two snakes that are face to face, even though they're the same snake. That's his whole quest. Side of sun and a moon. Yes. Yes. So he goes and. They decide, hey, there's a tower with snakes out of it. Let's go climb it. Oh, yeah. They go. They meet another girl who's also a yep. thief. And yep. they, they climb the wall. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into the details of how they climb the wall. Let's just push past that. The girl had a rope. Right. And she's like, how are you guys going to climb the wall? You don't have a rope, do you? They're like, uh, no. Yeah. She had a rope. But then are they stabbing the knives into the side to give them leverage? Is that what's happening? Ruining their swords and daggers? That's how, well, that's how they do that in like normal rock climbing. They have like one of those, those, those fixing uh, divots where they can put it. I don't even know what they're called. Yeah, they're like axe type things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, yeah, so, like, like I said, but, pushing past that. <laughs> so, so the little dude, the hungry dude, the thief, the smallest of the three. The, Hispanic, the, the Hispanic Asian, uh, yep. Yeah, the Hispanic Asian, the Hispasian. Um, he, uh, he he climbs up there first and attaches the rope 
so the other two can climb up right. because the other two are climbing up, holding the rope and getting the foothold on the, the tower. looked like it was made out of big rope. I thought so too. <laughs> I thought yeah. it looked like rope to me. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, I understand. So all of a sudden they meet this chick that's a thief as well. And they're like, Hey, let's be booze and buddies and I'll go up there together. And again, forces. Yes. Again, same thing. Hey, who are you? I don't know. Let's be friends. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the same way he are met we, Pedro is the same yeah. way he meets this girl. Who are you? Yeah. We're thieves. Cool. Let's team up. All right. I trust you. <laughs> what? Well, the reason why I feel like she does that is because she knows that if they go first and they get caught, she can run away. Right. And when we get to the tower, the top of the tower, she blends in as a nun. I don't know where she got the outfit from. No, uh, but she wasn't first or or last. She was second. She was in between the guys. Yeah, Pedro. So went, yeah, yeah, she was. Pedro went first, <laughs> and then she went. She she was the cream in the filling. You know, she was the filling in the pie. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but she was the first one down the rope. Yeah, she went first, and she killed the nun and took her clothes. That's did how she got the clothes. Did we see way. that? Did I blink and miss yes. that? Okay. Yes, you you blinked and missed it. Jesus. She killed the nun and took the clothes, and without any blood on it, kind of killed the nun. Strangled. You can, kill, you can stab him in spots where there's no white. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like between the legs. Maybe she was on her period. I don't know. Oh, um, Jesus! Wow. <laughs> it's Shark Week, dude. You said so last time. All right. Um, so, so <laughs> I, I get where you're, I get where you're going here because you know then. Conan and Pedro end up going <laughs> lower into the pit to where the snake from Harry Potter is living. Uh-huh. And <laughs> wasn't that cool? No, that wow. snake was super <laughs> no. huge and super dumb and super slow. That is the worst snake to be guarding a giant uh, ruby, whatever is in there. It was yeah. a snake eye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just remember. Just remember this. I understand that this movie doesn't hold up for the generations, but this was not also a movie like Anaconda with uh, Godfather as one of the main bad guys. Okay, we had Darth Vader. Darth Godfather. Vader was the main bad guy. Yeah, Darth Vader is James Earl Jones. Oh, I see. No, oh, I thought you were. Wait, Godfather. That's still what? Anaconda. Yes, John Voight. Yeah, he was on the Godfather. Hold on. No, <laughs> no, take my word for it. Let's move on. I, you need to be focused. Don't look this shit up right now. I'm asking you so many questions. <laughs> what movie are you you reviewing, Maestro? Like, <laughs> I'm just confused. Like, yeah. what movie did you watch? No, Mission Impossible. Uh, uh, Laura Croft, maybe. Where John Voight's also in there. Jonathan Voight. Okay. Huh. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, they they get in the snake pit, and I, I guess uh, Conan uh, must have rolled a natural twenty because he is able to kill the snake with a stab. Because it's a giant snake that could have eaten them all alive, and the snake's just, hey, wait a second. Are By you? By the way, he, you- he 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 stabbed the snake through the bottom, through the head, and the snake is still alive. The snake didn't die until Pedro shot it full of arrows. <laughs> And then and decapitated. Then, and then C to the B decapitated him. 
By the way, this is all maybe 10 feet below a ritual that's happening, right? <laughs> or maybe 20. The, the girl that fell down survived. So it had to have been at least maybe 10 feet. It could have been more than 10 feet for the girl that sacrificed herself to survive. This is all happening and nobody notices. So? I, I noticed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they I saw the... everything that was going on. Yeah. Yes. We, yeah. We, we saw it all. It was very obvious. Uh, anyway, they end up escaping. Fine. They get up the tower and then down the tower and leave without being detected. I'm sure there's only one entrance to this tower. Fine. I don't remember. I don't remember this tower having any water around it because they jumped off the tower into water. Yeah. Right. Well, I remember when they showed up to the tower, they didn't really show the entire tower. They only showed a portion of it. Maybe on one side there was water, maybe? Fine. They they escaped miraculously. Okay. Who cares? I like how he's moving on with this. So. Yeah. Cool. No, because I have so many more questions. We're already, I think, maybe a quarter of the movie. And we need to just move along. No, are you serious? Do you have that many more questions? Yes. I, I uh, am uh, about... Oh, I'm almost halfway there. Okay. <laughs> so... They escape. They have the rubies, the the giant snake eye, as long as other rubies as well. They become rich. They start spending a bunch of money, buying a lot of alcohol and porridge, which uh, Conan falls asleep in, and uh, drugs, maybe suits. And this draws attention from a king who now tells, captures them. And it seems like they come in to be Hey, you're you guys have been doing bad things, but his motives are you guys are thieves. I want you to steal my daughter back for me. When they show up, uh, Conan is passed out. Uh, the girl's drunk as hell. Yet still, the king is saying, "Can you help me out, you bunch of thieves? You, I'll give you more the, rubies." The, the other guy was eaten by tigers. Which guy? Who? Pedro. They, no. t- they told the king he was eaten by lions or tigers or something like that. Was he? He's still alive, though. He came no. back later. Yeah, he, he no, no. They, he's like, hey, there were three of you. And they're like, oh, yeah, our other guy was eaten by lions or tigers or something like that. And then all of a sudden they brought him in from the side door. Oh, okay. And they're like, oh, oh my. shit. See, god damn it. I blinked again. This movie, if you weren't paying attention every single second, you miss crucial information. And, and and I, I actually I actually watched this part twice because I fell asleep. I thought right after it or right before it, but it was right after it I fell asleep. So I actually watched this part twice. Okay, because I was watching this with Annie, and we were both watching the movie, and I was taking notes on my phone, and I looked up that I missed anything, and she said, "I don't know what's happening." <laughs> and usually she's on her phone, but for this movie, she thought. I need to see this because I don't understand. I feel like I've missed so much. So she was very intently watching. And when I checked in with her, she had no idea still. So the parts that I was, the parts where I was taking notes, I thought I missed something. Maybe I did. Anyway. So now they're hired to go kidnap his daughter back from uh, Thessa Doom. Uh, is that his name? Yes. I thought it was like Thulsa. Thulsa Doom. Yes. So now, now, now they're on this quest. Uh, which was given to them by the DM to go find <laughs> Thulsa Doom. <laughs> and they uh, happen upon 
a bunch of stones uh, area where a brave battle was fought at one point. Okay, before you get on with that, okay? Okay. This is another reason why I like this part. Because okay. Because a lot of times what you do, when you're in a group of D&D characters, you end up doing what you really want to do, right? So you get a buttload of money. You're like, I'm going to spend this stuff, right? <laughs> so, so, and then all of a sudden, the DM's like, you know what? We got to get this guy back on track. Although right. we'll never end up with a story. Let's bring in some sort of NPC. But, uh, let's make it a king so you have to listen to him. Yeah, let's do that. Yes, I have very much experience trying to get people back on track. To what we're supposed to be talking about, where the story's supposed to be going, or the movie when, we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> hold on, when when Roger Rabbit busted through the blinds, yeah, in that, yeah, how did they make that so perfect to look like Roger Rabbit in the blinds? What do you mean? Oh, you mean like the whole part where it actually looked like the yeah? So they get to oh, these. Exactly. There's a bunch of stones that are hanging up, uh, and there's a, a big battleground. This How happening. romancing were the stones? They were very romancing. In fact, they were so romancing that the corpses, the skeletons, they were in the area, were intact. See what I did there? Brought it back they to were, what they we're, were supposed to talk about. They were held up by spears. The humans were Not standing. Not Brittany, though. I understood. Because that would be poisonous. Uh, they were... Toxic. <laughs> Damn it. It would be toxic. Poisons and toxin, so I'll stand by that. <laughs> The skeletons were in upright standing position. I'll give you spears. Fine. Not Brittany. Uh, But not only were the skeletons standing, the horses were still there with another skeleton on top of it. So the horses died standing while the people on the horses also died, and they've been there for several years, maybe decades to the point where they were fully decayed, but the skeletons of a standing horse and a human on the horse were still there. I'm not a botanist, but (laughs) 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 it might've been the other Spears sister that had something to do. with. Oh, um, don't don't forget this world has magic. Okay. So were were they frozen in time? Did somebody cast a snare on them? Let it go. That's no, that's frozen. What? Oh, I see. God then? damn it. <laughs> now you get it. You sons of bitches. <laughs> you know what? That that's basically what I've been trying to do with the entire movie is just let it go, move on. All right, let it go, move on. <laughs> All right, let's uh fast forward. They find this place with standing horses. Why are they standing? Doesn't matter, let it go, move on. Uh Arnold, uh, sorry, Conan, gets to a village of people right at the time where there's a conjugation about to happen. They're all congregating. Congre- congregation. Who cares? And he he plays – is he playing gay here for the priest? Is that what's happening? If he is, he's doing a horrible job. No, he's playing a very shy person. He even says in the movie, did you blink during that part or close your ears? No, no. He said, I'm very shy. He's like, he's like can, can I go over there and talk to you? You know, And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Let's go over here where nobody's at. Yes, but he's picking up on the I'm priest. Very shy. He's picking up on the priest and saying, uh, the priest comes over, you should show your body. You have a great body. So he, I feel like he picks up on, hey, you're kind of a scumbag. Let's go pretend to make out over there so I can take your clothes. 
that sounds exactly what one of my player my friends would have done if you were in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so but it was weird because they were not disrobing in the street. It, it wasn't a, a a thing like why where did the shame come from about showing your body? Where did that how did that come into play at all? That came into play when the Mayflower existed, when people came over to America. Okay, so you're saying let it go. Okay, fine. He takes the priest's clothes, he puts them on, and now he's walking towards the front of the the line of this giant gathering that is going to be meant for uh, Thulsa Doom. And he's showing this medallion that he stole from the serpent's pit, the giant snake that he rolled natural 20 to kill. He's showing the medallion to people and they're like, oh, go on ahead. Like it's a VIP pass. Does that have any credence? They're not curious. I mean, one guy was eventually. Where'd you get that? Hey, that was in the giant snake tomb that died. Hmm. You're kind of buff to be a priest. What is happening here? He rolled a five. <laughs> Seemed like he rolled a one walking up those stairs. So they eventually they find out, hey, that buff priest, that's the guy because he had that medallion. Get him. All right. They get him. He rolled a five. He rolled a five. If he would have rolled a one, he would have died right there. He rolled a five, which got him up the stairs into the little cavern with the snake god. But the five wasn't high enough to get him out of there without any repercussions because the snake god, Themodius, whatever his name is, uh, <laughs> recognized the medallion and knew, hey, you stole my serpent's eye, which is the ruby, and the medallion, and you killed his snake, which he was raising since a baby. Apparently, that snake was a regular snake at one point. <laughs> Thank you, Mitch Hedberg. Uh, <laughs> it's all in the alcohol. Yeah. So, whatever. He's getting crucified. Suddenly, Pedro finds him. Great. Brings him back to... Oh, god damn it. I forgot to talk about this stupid witch doctor guy. Same thing. As No, 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 no. Witch doctor comes up after he was crucified. No, no, no. And- he, he meets him first. That's how he gets to the town. He meets him first. He trades his horse for the camel. Oh, that's right. Yes. So sorry. He comes I'm up. So to, excited now. He comes up to the witch doctor <laughs> and he says, "What are you doing here?" And Conan's response is, <laughs> "Now we're best friends." Yeah, yeah. What like, the like, <laughs> like you a sorcerer? Yeah, I'm a sorcerer. Uh, uh, ha, 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 ha. Hey, let's hug. Yes. What the. What is it that that okay in in Maestro's world that's a natural twenty? But please, Maestro, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so so for this this part of the film, okay, so okay, I've been telling you for about oh a good forty five minutes now about why I like this film. I can't exactly defend everything because this is film has a lot of shit. Yes. So yeah. So I'm not denying that this is ridiculous. Okay? Not denying it. Not denying it. Not deni- I'm not denying it. Okay. But okay. are you denying it? 
Oh, now we're just buddies. This is great. No, he's he's not denying it. He's just trying to defend. He's yeah, stalling to stalling. think of an explanation, I see, by no, no, repeating. I, no, I'm not coming up with an explanation. This is weird. I don't know. I don't get this part either. I was actually confused about the whole time. Yeah, because the whole thing was uh, he walks up and he says, hey, get out of here. I guess I'm having bad demons. You sound bad demons? <laughs> Let's be friends. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, know. I know. It's weird. I know. But I don't that, get it either. But that's the same way he met Pedro and the other white chick. It was the same, like, I, hey, hey. <laughs> I, I, underst- I understand that part. But I don't understand the explanation behind it. Because the other ones I get, okay? What? I get the other explanations, just not this one. Okay. So the best friends. Uh, he goes off. He's crucified. Pedro finds him. And then they bring him back to the same <laughs> witch doctor. And he's talking about. Oh, 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 I think the reason why is because he called his bluff, dude. So is he fake sorcerer? He's a sorcerer. No, he's, he's a real sorcerer. Yeah. He just he doesn't he doesn't do what he said he did. That's all. Okay. Just, yeah. This is so yeah. dumb. <laughs> until 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 he needs to save Conan, and then he draws on him with a sharpie, and um, all over his body. Uh, apparently, it wasn't permanent marker. Um, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Obviously, it healed him. I don't think they have those back in the uh, Middle Ages. It was <laughs> Yeah, I think they called them like charcoal sticks. I think that's what mm, they were. Yeah, they were they were called uh, tempies. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> they were called dolies because they weren't sharp. Uh, Ooh, I like dolies. Ah, uh, that's better. That's better. Damn you. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, there's a fight over a soul. Uh, I guess uh, the the white chicken Pedro fight them off with their hands, even though they're spirits. Right. Fine. Let it go. I'm surprised you actually let that go. I actually thought you would like stick to that one. No, because right, we've on. already spent way too much time talking about this movie, and I'm trying to get to, towards the end. <laughs> so now the whole thing is we have to now go kill this guy because uh, I'm He's in love Victor with you. Victor Von Doom, dude. Right. They weren't going to kill the guy. They were. They were saying, "Let's just go get the girl and be done with this." Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. So they go try to find the girl. They end up crashing what is I can only describe as an orgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With steaming hot porridge. Which is made of human uh, hands yes. and yeah. faces and whatnot. Sure. I don't know. Good for the joints. I don't know how they make it that color. Again, let it go. It's fine. Uh they they kill a bunch of people. And then fucking Darth Vader. Slash right? Mufasa is, it, is, it, is a snake <laughs> turns into a goddamn snake, dude. When I was a kid, when I first saw that, that creeped the crap out of me. I was like, no, no, that was freaky. And having James Earl Jones play portray a bad guy again, I know not again because he played Darth Vader in several movies, but still, I liked it. It was creepy, and I liked it. And I. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah, I, this whole scene was horrendous. What does it mean? What? He becomes a snake for what purpose? To slither away and then come back and be human again? If you're going to be a snake, do some shit. He did nothing except for, hey, I'm a snake now. I'm going to go in a hole because that's what snakes do. That was, I guess, a way for him to, to disappear, I guess. Why? 
Why? He started disappearing before there was a threat of any kind. He's just like, I'm a snake, so I'll do a snake stew. I'm going in that hole. That's it. Hey, Adam, if you had this much power as the snake dude, um, would, would you just would you just be sitting up there on a throne, or would you have the orgy of girls around you? I would be in that orgy, not well as Watching. a human as a human being. Not, I would not change to a snake unless I needed to for defense. I would be unless, well, unless, of course, they needed the orgy energy to make him a snake. This is not Monsters Inc. They don't need screams, okay? To, <laughs> oh, they need sex. That's what they need. Well, they needed laughter. That apparently presents more energy than screams. Yeah, it's emotion they need, and laughter is stronger than screams. Who cares? Oh, oh so God. you do agree then? I'm not sure what I'm agreeing to right now. I'm very confused. I feel like I'm, you're trying I'm to trap concerned. me. I'm concerned. I don't know which movie we watched. <laughs> <laughs> so James Earl Jones turns to a snake, goes away, uh, and then the three people, the, uh, the three amigos come in and they kill everybody. Yeah. And then and then they leave. They steal the, the girl. They steal Princess Peach. Uh, yes. And, and they run They're away. Back. I know, I know. But... James Earl Jones, as a human again, turns his snake into an arrow. Yes. And says, seek. <laughs> so is it a homing arrow? Uh, well, they did the same thing in Harry Potter. You didn't climb that one. We haven't done that in spoilers yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he takes the snake, makes it straight, fires it, and tells it, seek. So... In my estimation, this is a homing snake arrow now, which finds the target of the beloved thief that they climbed the wall with. She's dead. Yes. And now it's up to Conan and Pedro to defend the fort with uh, with Mako, Mako, whatever. Uh, first, they burn – what's her name? Valeria. And then the uh, Princess Peach is saying, they saw the fire. They're coming for you. So now they have what seems like days <laughs> to prepare this. A fortress. Yes. A fortress. With a lot of spiky wood and, and traps. And they, had, they had plenty of time to predict exactly where everybody was going to be and where I need to put my bow and arrow. See, where I need to put my extra axe. Where <laughs> See, my theory behind this is all that reading he did at the very beginning of the film about strategy and killing. That's my theory behind it. I don't know if that's how it really worked, though. I'm going to say no. But <laughs> so now they, they have this whole battle in which uh, two and a half guys basically kill a lot of people. James Earl Jones now is trying to kill his daughter, quote unquote, with the snake again. And then gets saved. Now she flips. Fine. Whatever. Now it's time to kill James Earl Jones. Hold on. You skipped over a part in this battle that I thought was so hokey. Okay. The big dude on the snake guy's side that looks similar build to Conan that carries a big hammer. That hammer is so 
plastic. Yeah, it is. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. That was so <laughs> hokey. I looked at it. They showed it the hammer. I was like, that's just like one molded piece of plastic. You can totally tell. There was no, no detail in it to make it look like a heavy hammer. And he's wielding it around like it's plastic. Yeah, he's supposed to be a strong dude. I get that. But there was zero effort at all. But I love the way he died. Yeah. With the, with the trap or the other guy? With the trap. Okay. The trap. Where he... Yeah, that was good. It was, it was fancy. I'm not. I, I'm not sure if he learned that from scrolls or his father, but maybe I don't know. Conan is a very smart guy. This is not. A lot of this is very unexplained. I get that because a lot the of the whole movie. Come on, man. I mean, like <laughs> if you think about it this way, most of the movies back in the days left you thinking how this, how that, how that, and that was part of the good part of a film, not because it was like hokey. Or because they weren't thinking it through, but because the film had a life of its own afterwards. You, this was nineteen eighty two, dude. Star Wars came out well before this, and you didn't ask a lot of questions. Yeah, except for the fact that it was originally like um the the done by what's his face? Uh Lucas. Yeah, I I think the biggest issue with this movie, and I haven't seen the remake or anything like that, but the biggest issue with this movie and what leaves you wondering and not knowing what the hell is going on, there's not a lot of dialogue. There's not a lot of story. It's just music and scene. Yeah. And And you can can make up whatever you want to make up out of it, which uh, is hard to do when what's going on doesn't give you enough context okay. to make up things. So here's something interesting about this information you just said. This film is based upon a comic, which is based upon a book. Yes, that was going to be in trivia, but yes. Yeah, yes. A lot of it, it, I don't even know how to explain, but you know what? Just, let, just moving on. Let, let me say something. I'm not sure... Which one of the brothers that died? I'm assuming they're brothers. The two guys. One got hit in the spike, uh, hit by the trap, and one was dead shortly after that. In the movie, he is red hair. Yes. No name. He is red hair. Because this movie explained nothing. Did not get yeah. information about anything. Yes. Red hair is how he's titled. Anyway. So the two guys die. Great. Uh, James Earl Jones tries to kill his daughter with a snake. Escapes. And now, somehow, they're back on that same temple mountain thing. James Earl Jones is saying, I'm the best of all time. Somehow, Conan is able to sneak up behind him. They, they they went through a temple of some kind, passageways, fine. Uh, daughter was also there, I guess, letting it happen. And then he basically, he, he, he chops off his head. No, he, no, no. Oh, my gosh. I just thought of this. He did a whole Vader thing. I am your father on that whole scene. Oh, he did. Oh, my gosh. I just thought of that. Oh, man. He's up there going, I'm your father. What do you have to live for without me? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. If I die, you cease to exist. Which <laughs> is kind of cool because he created Conan the Barbarian. Uh, it's because Conan. 
Conan is on uh, TBS. Oh, you heard Conan? <laughs> I heard Conan. Yeah. No, Conan is his name. Conan. Yeah, then why are you calling him Conan? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, no, that's a different movie. That's in uh, Passion of the Christ is Jesus Christ, not mm. Conan. Oh, yes. Jim Caviezel. Understood. I mean, they were both crucified in their movies. Ah, true. <laughs> they were. So basically, uh, Conan uh, kills, uh, what is his name? Thulsa Dune. And everybody, all of his followers are like, well, I guess this is over. Start throwing out. The- We're done. We're-, We're all done here. And that's basically it. Except his third love interest in this movie, <laughs> which ends up being the daughter of the king. Yeah. I thought it was actually kind of cathartic because, like, he killed his arch nemesis the same way his arch nemesis killed his mother. True. We never saw it, but we assumed she was with 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 his father's sword. That's right. All right. Uh, final complaint, and I, I hope Maestri have a good defense for this. One of uh, Conan's final acts. Uh, he takes a saucer, basically it's on fire, tosses it at the temple, and it catches on fire. Yeah. This temple made of stone. Yes. Catches on fire. Yes. And the whole thing burns down. Well, because uh, freaking mortar was built with hay. And not only that, but there was there was garbs hanging down up there, you know, uh, fabric material hanging down up at the top of there. It and looked the like the stone was on fire. fire. And the one, well, one because one of the things that with the oils is it burns continuously, even if it's just like a bit of it, but it's already on fire. It will stay on fire for the longest time because there's so much fuel available. It just seemed to me like a lot of. Stone. <laughs> I, 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 I somewhat agree with you, but I thought the scene was hokey because when he finally tossed it up there, um, you hear clank, clank, like it just hit stone and, and just rolled on stone. Yes, it missed. And, and <laughs> it's not like it's not like it was like a perfect shot, like Luke Skywalker blowing up the uh, Death Star. You know, it didn't like go into the temple and start burning it from the inside out nope. it, it went clank clank and hit a wall and then oh there happened to be a shroud there and it <laughs> caught on fire maybe there's a shrubbery on top of another shrubbery to make a level effect a little bit tall, neat. Like, a nice little path. neat neat <laughs> neat so okay. yeah this i agree with you the saying that this is hokey about the whole part about like it hitting just a random spot that actually took could fire to the whole whole temple but the premise of the idea is he wanted to burn it so i left that alone because they didn't have the foresight to create garbs everywhere or make make it look like there was a lot of oil with fire on it but um either way the outcome was similar to what i was expecting anyways so i didn't really care it was mentioned before this is based off of a, a comic or a book of some kind. Do you have any knowledge of those, Meshram? 
from what I remember, the comics itself came after the creepy tales that were the same stories that came from a newspaper or not newspaper, but like um, from an article from the same thing as Cthulhu did by uh, by H.P. Lovecraft. Yep, same Lovecraft. Com- and then what happened was the Conan character took Conan. on a life of its own afterwards because <laughs> it was a side character at first. And what happened was with his character, it envelops a lot of like... Uh, Wait, hold on a second. What was the question again? I don't even know. Uh, let's just let it go. That's fine. <laughs> I feel like you're expecting a lot from a barbarian when the main thing about a barbarian is they don't really think that much. And the fact that Conan thinks a lot more than you would think a barbarian would think says a lot more about his intelligence than anything else. He's a smart person. But he also is a barbarian. So it's kind of like a catch-22 almost. I mean, like, you feel like he's supposed to be dumb, but he's not dumb. He's supposed to be smart, but he's not smart. But he's smart. It's just weird. What? It's like you don't, know, you, don't know <laughs> if he's, you don't know if he's just messing around or if he actually means it. And that in itself is kind of interesting to me because he might have meant for this to happen he might have just like willed it with his sheer muscles i don't know so but he's he's stupid enough to get into predicaments but smart enough to figure out how to get out of them yeah but not but like not that. smart but not smart enough to not get into the same predicaments over and over again exactly that's what i feel i think so you know what helps me with this movie the fact that you made it a D thing this entire movie is natural 20s. As you were mentioning at the beginning, mm-hmm. Conan did natural 20s the entire movie. No, no. There was a couple fives in there. I proved it. Oh, yeah. Yep. When, you, when you punch the camel. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a natural 20, all right. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. No, you're right. What got him into the predicament, <laughs> he rolled a one, gave himself missed- away, then yeah. rolled a 20, punched the camel, and got away. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the reason why I'm very thankful for this film because it portrayed D and D at its finest. <laughs> oh man, I I honestly don't know how Arnold Schwarzenegger got another role in Hollywood after this movie. This was his uh, breakout film. Yeah, breakout film. I don't understand. Well, think about it this way: Have you ever seen anything like this? No, and I, I never wish... want to see anything like this. Yes, thank okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let me try to rephrase this. All right. Wait, when did this movie come out? Nineteen eighty what? Eighty two. Eighty two. Okay, this was right after the second Star Wars, right? Sure. No, the second Star Wars was eighty three, right? Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, I don't have my calendar think, in front of me. I think it was seventy. I think it was seventy nine, eighty three, eighty seven. I think that's what it was. I'm not sure. Anyways, um, with with Conan. Before this film, I don't remember or recall anything along this lines of this type of film ever being made. So I feel like the reason why this made so many more films after this, how this made such a breakout film after this, is because, A, no one's seen anything like this at that time. And he was the most muscular man. I think he was Mr. Universe or something like that? Yes, he was. He was, yeah. He was the, the, the pinnacle 
of uh, human like perfection of that age. Yes, and I think uh, I, hey, I, he I, looked. What? He looked to me like a wannabe Fabio. <laughs> this was before Fabio. <laughs> yes, this is before Fabio. By the way, so uh, technically Fabio was trying to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, but I remember. I remember my mom when I was a kid would read romance novels. Mm. Okay, and on the cover of all these romance novels was a depiction of an Arnold Schwarzenegger-like person with long, flowing hair. And this was before Fabio as well. So when I was watching these love scenes, which there was a multitude of them in an action movie, um, all I thought of was romance novel. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or romance novel cover. Okay. Uh, First Star Wars came out in 77. Empire Strikes Back was 80. 80, and Return of the Jedi was 83. Ah, oh, I was wrong. Okay, so so 87, 80, and 83. Yes, this is oh, 82. No, no, 77, 80, 80 and 83. Yeah. Okay. 77? 77, yes. 80, 83. Okay. So three years apart. Gotcha. Okay. So, Alright. Anyway, I... Thank I, you for correcting me. I don't... I don't understand. I can't... You don't have to understand, man. I mean, honestly, I enjoyed this for different reasons than you did. And you didn't enjoy it because you didn't have those type of connections. Yes. I, so I, I, I will say that. the D&D reference helps a lot. It helps some. I want to go a lot. <laughs> it's still, I, I, oh my god. I did start watching the 2011 version with Jason Momoa. Yeah. I watched the first He's hour. An angry, angry man. What's that? In that film, he was just an angry, angry man. Based on the first half of the movie that I saw before recording this, it was already a better movie than this one was. By far. Everything was explained. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't have any questions. The reason why Conan became Conan was better in the remake now, I have not seen or heard of or read any of the magazines, books before this. But based on this movie alone, I had no interest. When I heard Jason Momoa was Conan, I'm in. I like that guy. Yeah. Plus, it was more recent, so I would enjoy yeah. it more. Yeah. But- so what I'm saying is this, Adam. I mean, you take a movie – Made for 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 80, 90, 80. 90. How, how old do you think we are? No, it's like 37, 30, 30, 38, 38. Okay. So close to 40 years. Come on. Anyways, you have a movie that was made about close to 40 years ago, expecting to have the same kind of telltale abilities as Conan of this age. I don't think so. And the people, what they want back then are very different too. For me, I had an old movie that I liked to watch that portrayed different reasons for why I liked it than what everyone else was thinking. I get that. But I'm not trying to defend the film to people to say, you should watch it because it's good. I'm thankful for this film because it brought out something for me that I enjoyed. So to me, the other people can suck whatever they want to suck. <laughs> oh, I, I can... 
I completely agree with you, Maestro, because the reason why I picked my grateful pick is because it's something that interests me. Had I come into the movie with your scope of what you were saying, what you appreciate about it, I think I would enjoy it more. But I'm coming with my perspective, and God damn it. <laughs> I get it. I get that. But based on the way the you're explaining it, uh-huh. I can see how it's appreciable, if that's a word. I'm not a botanist. So I'm not good at words. Yeah. So here's a little bit of information. I grew up with uh, Dungeons & Dragons with my father. He's the one that brought me into the whole like Dungeons & Dragons-esque type of gameplay. To the point where he actually made he actually made his own storyline, characters, and world inside a world that was already turning. I mean, he even developed an entire set of dwarf family. Like, okay, there's a, he made a dwarf family, right? They were called the Heine brothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy was the, one of the dwarfs' name was Thor. The other one was name was Yor, and the last one was Big Red. <laughs> and my father and me we created other characters to, to to complete the family and I think one of them was Lily how about, yeah, how, how about Aki uh, yeah probably <laughs> and there was and there was the black sheep in the family called No. <laughs> so this, oh my this, god wait 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 no as in n-o or n-g-o sure whatever you want to go with either way the same thing happens n-g-o k-n-o is that what you're going for no, n-g-o is another uh way of saying no in a different culture oh okay no yeah. <laughs> but um oh the reason god. why it is hit home for me was because we made barbarians in our in our in our games, and we did similar stuff in this film. So it was really like kind of nostalgic for me. Okay. Uh, I want to apologize to you, Maestro. You son of a no! <laughs> never, never apologize for your opinions. No, never. no, no, not because my opinions. I stand by my opinions, and I still think the movie sucked. But based on your explanation of it, I understand why you're thankful for it. I was very apprehensive. I thought you were you trying to put me on. Yeah, yeah, yeah you thought that. I, I, I can understand that. I get that. Okay. I, I, I also understand why Maestro picked this movie as his thankful pick. But I'm not going to apologize to him. I'm going to apologize to our audience for <laughs> them having to endure this movie if they did at any point in their life. This is supposed to be a bad movie review. Oh, it was. Yeah, no, I think we were very clear on our opinions <laughs> about this movie. But I, I, I do, however, need to thank Maestro for finally getting this out. Yes. Of me ever having to watch it again. Check. Now I can done. say, yeah, check. I've watched Conan the Barbarian, and I will never. Watch it again. <laughs> oh, I really hope you don't don't end up watching the sequel. There is a sequel, yes. Uh-huh. Conan the Destroyer. Yeah. Well, no, I, I saw that too, but there's also a remake, 2011, right? Conan Which, yeah. The Barbarian. Yeah, like I said, so far, I've only seen an hour of it. 
so much better. So much. Maybe I like Jason Momoa too much. Maybe I like storytelling too much. Uh, <laughs> coherent storytelling. Dick. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we went through the entire movie. Any Anything you want to bring up before we move on to the rest of the games here? Well, for me, I kind of said everything I wanted to say, I think. All right. You defend I said yourself. Too much. You defend yourself very well, Mishra, I got to say. Thank you. And I'm only saying that because uh, Thanksgiving, and I'm thankful for you. Ah, uh, dick. Not always your choices in movies, <laughs> but I'm thankful for you as a person. You, you did, I, I'm going to say he defended himself very well because I didn't think there was a defense to this movie. Right. But, um, <laughs> I'm just the antagonist here. Yeah. So, uh, But I know I've picked some really good movies in the past, uh, Dark Crystal. Um, mm-hmm. that I, I made you guys endure that, uh, yeah, yeah. So we all make mistakes. Well, but, you, but see, you the too, great anyway. thing is, is <laughs> I, I mistake, um, yeah. but Maestro knows it's all in good fun. Yeah. So that was our opinion of the movie. Like I said, at the top of the show, we have lots of opinions, but zero credentials. Now we're going to play a Rotten Tomatoes game where you guys guess the score of the critics and the audience. Before I give you those scoring rankings i'm going to give you reviews from the critics and the audience if you're unfamiliar with the scoring system for rotten tomatoes is average score between zero to 100 059 is rotten 6084 is fresh 85 and up is certified fresh so here are the top critics first bad reviews vincent canby from new york times conan the barbarian is an extremely long Frequently incoherent, ineptly staged adventure fantasy set in a prehistoric past. True. Uh, Variety staff from Variety. There's a real anticipation as Schwarzenegger is unveiled as a barbarian and sets off on the road to independence. But for whatever reason, the actor has a minimum (laughs) of dialogue and fails to convey much about the character through his actions. Also very true. Good reviews from the top critics. Roger Ebert from the Chicago Sun-Times. Not since Bambi's mother was killed has there been a cannier movie for kids than Conan the Barbarian. For kids... That was a lot of sex. Yes. This is not Violent. for kids. What? Roger. All right. I had, I had contemplated watching this movie with my nine year old son. And, uh, I looked it up on IMDB to see what the parental ratings and what was said about it were. Yeah. I didn't know anything about the movie, but I'm like, Conan the barbarian. It's like he man, right? You know, yeah, right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, right? But I'm so glad I did not let him watch this with me. Right. No. <laughs> and, and, and in fact, I was like, I honestly, Maestro, I was hoping it was going to be a great action flick, interesting and cool. But there's no way my nine-year-old would have sat long enough to watch this movie. Oh, there's no way. No, way. no. Yeah. No. All right. This is from James Bartonelli from Real Views. Even after seven years after its release, Conan the Barbarian still weaves a spell capable 
of ensorceling fans of fantasy adventure. I don't know what that means. That's a weird one. So. Do you think he meant ensorcering? Ensorceling. No, he probably meant ensorcering. Maybe. I don't know. This guy's weird. So, those are good reviews and bad reviews from the top critics. What do you think the critics rated this movie? Critics? Top critics, That's yes. Stupid. The tomato meter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maestro, this is your film. Yeah, 70. you go first this time. 70. 70. All right. Cowboy. 70. Uh, we're not going that high. I guess I'm just basing it off of mine. <laughs> I would say 35. All right. This film was rated fresh. 64%. Maestro, you get that one. Yeah. All right. Let's go for the audience now. Let's start with the good reviews from the audience. This is Jeff T. From 2006. I got these from back in the day. As far back as I can go. One of the best fantasy movies ever shot. Beautiful camera work. Intense score. And great characters. Conan lives. Grandiose and epic. It is also deep. Nietzschean movie. The first quote we saw in the, uh, in, in the film was from Nietzsche about uh, whatever doesn't kill us makes us strong or something like that. All right. This is from Chris C. Also 2006. A rare example of a good sword and sorcery movie. Though the adaptation of Conan from the Pulp Tales of Robert E. Howard isn't as close to the original material as I might have liked. Milius and Co. spin a fine yard. Co. Uh, that's one of the directors. Uh, Milius and Company spin a fine yarn. Okay, sure. Uh, bad reviews. Justin M., from 2006. Oh man, these were bad. Of course, Arnold was an awful actor back then, so at least his performances weren't ruining a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Rash H, 2006 as well. One of those universal films that leaves the viewer wondering what led to the success of any of the cast members in this ensemble including screenwriter Milius and his amigo Oliver Stone. Both of all this movie, and like what Cowboy was saying, how did anybody get famous from this? Yeah. All right. So those are the good and bad reviews from the audience. What do you think the audience rated this movie? Uh, I guess I'll go again. It's your movie. Go for it. 65. All right, cowboy. What what did the the um critics gave critics it 64. 64 and you went 65 and I I, w- I would like to think that the audience is more critical of it than the critics, but I I honestly think there's probably more of a cult following for this than in, in the audience than in the critics. Um, so it's just a matter of higher or lower than 65. <laughs> Basically. 
66 um, or 64? What are you, what are you guessing? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say even 70. Ooh. What was your maestro? 65, sir. And you said 70? Yeah. I know I had to ask again. Uh, the audience rated this at 74. <laughs> oh. 74. I I really, really honestly thought the critics would be a lot lower and the audience was going to be higher. So before you even read them, I was in the 30s for the critics and in the 70s for the audience. I cannot believe these are both fresh. It blows my fucking mind. All right. I, I want to know what movie they were watching. What? Were these critics... Were these critics... Oh, no, because you said you got them from 2006, so they couldn't have been for the 2011 version. Yeah. These are all before 2010, for sure, the reviews. I don't... I don't... I don't understand. All right. Uh... Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman were not in this film. We like to play a game where we replace them with characters in the movie to make it better because they make movies better in general. So if you had to replace any character from this movie with Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman, who would it be? Gary, 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 uh, I'm sorry. Gary Oldman has to be the Hispasian. <laughs> uh, I was going to say Giovanni for the Hispanian. Yeah, Giamatti. Yes, I'm with you, Maestro. Giamatti. Uh, I would the... say Giamatti <laughs> needed to be the Snake King dude. James, James Earl Jones. Jones? <laughs> because because James Earl Jones, I, I had such a hard time seeing him playing this role. Oh man, I don't know, man. For me, that was the creepiest part for me seeing James Earl Jones in this position. No. Uh, I had so much more respect for James Earl Jones until I watched this movie. I <laughs> I had the same thought. What are you doing here? What is what is happening? <laughs> I, I like. I, I, I'm I'm saying either one of them. You can take James Earl Jones out, put either one of them in there just to save my respect for James Earl Jones. <laughs> I like Giamatti as the uh, the witch doctor, the Mako. Uh, the guy that was, hey, you have flowers here. <laughs> now we're friends. I, <laughs> I like, I like uh, Giamatti as the crazy witch doctor. That hey, I killed him with a spear. It was my spear. I did it. And he couldn't get up for a while. That would have been funny to see <laughs> Giamatti flopping around for a second. And then Gary Oldman would have had to have been uh, Pedro, I guess, because both those characters I think sucked. All right. Trivia. This is part of the show where I give you guys little bits of facts or information you may not know about the film. James Earl Jones was a last-minute addition to the cast because he was committed to Broadway. He and Schwarzenegger became friends on set. Schwarzenegger helped Jones stay in shape, and Jones coached Schwarzenegger on acting. So did Max von Sydow, which played the king. All right, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger calls this movie God's gift to his career. Also, he kept the snake dagger as a memento, and he has it still. That dagger was pretty cool. It was, it was like a split dagger thing. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> 
All right. An interview with John Millis said that the dogs they use in the film were very unfriendly and dangerous. He even went as far to say, when you had the dogs chasing Arnold and he's running, he's actually running for his life because he knew the dogs were very dangerous and even <laughs> and they even attacked the trainers. The dogs, the, uh, I guess they were supposed to be wolves chasing Arnold before he falls into that cemetery or whatever yeah it's like it's back in the that time they had like uh, mounds or stuff like that they were actually hidden uh, graves that takes place from uh, i think scotland or england england i think mm. part of england they had stuff like that or actually um also in i think iceland too yeah they're like hidden tombs yes exactly they're like the outside they look like just like mounds right but they're actually yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, all right mm-hmm. Uh, Schwarzenegger and uh, Sandal Bergman did their own stunts. That was, that's the chick. Because suitable body doubles could not be found for them. Hmm. This film was intended to be the beginning of a series with at least four sequels in the pipeline. Schwarzenegger had to commit to all of them before starting filming. Now, I did not see any of the sequels. Uh, there was at least one, and I think it was cut down after that. Is that right? Make sure you remember anything else about more movies. I think they did spinoffs. I'm not, let me double check, but I remember spin. That's fine. Money makes the world go round. Let's put this film in perspective with other films that were released this year, so we get a feel financially held up to its peers. The budget for this film was estimated at twenty million dollars. What do you think this grossed worldwide, U.S. and that, foreign box office combined? That's a lot of money back in 1982. Uh, I know. Holy hell. Good Lord. So there were, while he's thinking about that, there were three movies, I believe. Oh. Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, and I believe The Legend of Conan. Hmm. All right. Well, wait. Who called? Off, who called off the dogs on that though? <laughs> the Baja Boys. Ah, they let them out. Yes. <laughs> they didn't call. Oh, 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 but here's a little kicker: Conan the Barbarian, uh, Legend of Conan, is not out yet. Oh. Okay. It, um, well, if it is, I don't know. It's a Netflix TV show called Conan the Barbarian. Uh, pass. So, the budget was $20 million. What do you think it grossed worldwide? Oh, I'm going first? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Anybody, Bueller? I will say $80 million. All right. Cowboy? Wow. $80 million? I mean, back in 1982, ticket sales were a lot cheaper back then. True. You can get a matinee at like three dollars and seventy five cents. Three dollars. <laughs> yeah, we did have specials for a dollar. True. Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna say, I, I, it's your, it's your movie. I'm gonna say fifty million. Fifty and eighty. All right. In the U.S., this grossed thirty nine point six million dollars. Foreign box office. $29.3 million, bring the total to $68.9 million. Maestro, got Maestro it. gets it. 
This was the 15th highest grossing movie of 1982. 82. Want to guess the first of that? It had Drew Barrymore. Yeah, Drew Barrymore? Yeah. E.T. 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 Yes. All right. That was 1982's Conan the Barbarian, directed by John Milius. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write us via email, spoilers at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, so it helps us go to the top of the rankings. If you have, leave us a review and give a recommendation, that movie goes to the top of our list. Watch before any of the movie. Next week. Whose choice is it? Oh, it's my choice. Next week is your choice? Next week is my choice. We're thankful series. A movie I'm very thankful for. Yes. This movie has uh, Brad Pitt. Oh. Uh, it has other people. I can't remember their names now. Fight Club. From the year 2000. Oh. It is Snatch. Oh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Uh, Vinny Jones. Yes. Vinny Jones. I love this movie so much. I can't wait to talk about it. And we'll get into it next time as far as why he chose it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did that earlier. That's right. Yeah, Dags. Dags. I like Dags. All right. So, thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging out, watching, listening. Until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Maestro. And I am Cowboy. What? Yeah.